Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the All Things Good podcast from Luther Memorial Church in Quincy. I'm Pastor Tony Metz and I'm really glad that you've joined me today. Uh, Today is Transfiguration Sunday and we just finished up a really nice remote worship service here at Luther Memorial this morning. Uh, It just happens to be Sunday when I'm recording this and um, I am just continually amazed at how connected I feel Um, even though we are worshiping remotely, um, how connected I feel to to you, our community, and and also how connected I feel to God. Now, we're looking forward to being back together in person, and I think that 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 time is is drawing nearer, and that's going to be wonderful, but again, in the meantime, I am just so delighted at at how connected I feel and and how worshipful it feels uh, to join you all online week by week. If you've never joined us before for worship online, it's really easy to do. And the best thing uh, to do to get more information about that is just to go to our website, which is lmcquincy.com. And uh, worship is every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. And you can join us through Facebook Live um, through our website. So hope you'll do that. Again, today is Transfiguration Sunday. And the story of the Transfiguration might not be one that is terribly familiar to you. But it is a really wonderful story, and and it's a really, really important story as well. So we're going to be hearing it today from the Gospel of Mark. It's Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. And so if you have the opportunity to to pause here and pull out your Bible or get on your computer and find find Mark 9, verses 2 through 9, it'd be great if you could read that. If not, if you're not able to, you're going to get the story in the sermon today as well. So... Really glad that you've joined me today, and here goes. Grace to you all and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We've been in Mark chapter 1 for the past several weeks, and now you may have noticed that we've jumped all the way to chapter 9 in the story of the transfiguration. That's an interesting word, isn't it? Transfiguration. It's one of those words that you only hear in church and only at one particular time of the year. I like those kind of words, but it may cause you to wonder, why don't we just say transformation? I mean, that's what happened to him, right? It, it means the same thing, and it's a word we all know. Well, that's not exactly right. Because when a thing is transformed, its very essence has changed. Perhaps the most simple but profound example of transformation in nature is the metamorphosis of a creeping caterpillar into a gorgeous floating butterfly. But that's not what happened to Jesus on the mountain. He wasn't transformed before before them. His essence was not changed. He was, as always, and from his birth into this world, from his conception even, fully human and fully divine. It's just that up there on the mountain, Jesus' divinity was made to shine through in this astonishing way. Peter, James, and John had seen all kinds of evidence of Jesus' divinity previous to this experience on the mountain. They had seen him do things that no regular human can do. But this moment on the mountain was a clear and unambiguous experience of Jesus' divinity, his complete union with God. I want to set this story in its larger context, if I can. 
I mentioned last week how the Gospel of Mark goes at this breakneck pace, just one thing after another with no rest. One of Mark's favorite words is immediately. If you were to flip through the first eight chapters of Mark, just looking at the headings, you would see this, you'd notice it. He's, he's healing and preaching and teaching and casting out demons and feeding 5,000 and walking on water and curing the deaf. It's just one thing right after another, bam, 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 with no rest. And then at the end of chapter eight, things slow down for the first time in the gospel of Mark. Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that the son of man is? And Peter, for after all that he has seen and heard, he, he stands up and raises his hand and proclaims, you are the Messiah. Jesus says, you're right. And the Messiah must undergo great suffering, must be rejected and killed. And after three days, rise again. Oh, and whoever wants to be one of my disciples must take up their cross and follow me on this path. Oof. And then for the first time in the gospel, there's a long pause. I had never noticed it before, but the story of the transfiguration begins with these three words, six days later. Must have been a long six days for the disciples, don't you think? Nothing to do but sit around and ponder what Jesus had said. Suffering, rejection, death. And three days later, what? This was a low point. And if the disciples were going to be able to make it all the way with Jesus, they were going to have to have some glimmer of hope to hang on to. Perhaps some of you have read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. In the book, he reflects on his time in the Nazi prison camp Dachau. He was 39 at the time. It's been a long time since I've read the book myself, but the insight that has stuck with me is his assertion that hope was the most essential element that determined whether a prisoner would survive the deprivation of the camp or not. From what he saw of his, own, of his fellow prisoners and what he experienced for himself is that when one completely lost hope, all was lost. It was over. But the one who had hope, even a sliver of it, could endure almost anything. The book of Hebrews tells us that hope is the conviction of things not seen. The disciples, at this point in their journey with Jesus, after six days of pondering Jesus' words about suffering and death, needed some hope. And so Jesus takes three of them up on the mountain and he's transfigured before them, his clothes dazzling white. And there appeared with him Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets. Peter speaks up and says, this is so cool. Let's build three dwellings and let's just stay up here. But then God's presence overshadowed them like a cloud. And God said, shh, shh, Peter, this is my son, the beloved Listen to him. I don't know. Do you think that that experience would fill up your hope tank? <laughs> I think maybe it would. Friends, we've been through an awful lot in the past year. 475,000 people in the U.S. have died after contracting COVID-19. 
One out of every 578 people in the state of Illinois has, have died. We have seen racial upheaval, political unrest. We have witnessed an attack on the United States Capitol. And each of us, in the midst of all of that, have had our own personal struggles of different kinds. Just like those disciples, we need hope to continue on. And friends, we have hope. We have abundant hope in Christ Jesus, hope that nothing in this world can take away. Because our Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, yes, was rejected, yes, and was crucified, after three days, he rose again. Death is defeated. And you are baptized into his death and resurrection. You are one with Christ Jesus in his death and in his glorious resurrection. So no matter what this world brings, we have hope that is more powerful. Viktor Frankl once said, whoever is still alive has reason to hope. And man, that's a good word. But the good news in Christ Jesus is even better than that. Because in Christ Jesus, even when it looks like death has won, even when we're certain that death has won, we know that it hasn't. Death can do its worst in this world. It often does, and it will again, and it did to Jesus. But he is risen, and we too shall arise. Life gets the last word in Christ Jesus, dear friends. For you, for me, for all of creation. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us today for this episode of the All Things Good podcast. Uh, if you'd like to have more information about Luther Memorial, the best place to go for that is lmcquincy.com. Um, you can find out about worship services. You can uh, get connected with our Facebook page. You can hear more episodes of this podcast. Uh, you can find out more information about our food pantry. Uh, if that's something that can be helpful to you, um, do reach out to us and let us know if there's any way that Luther Memorial can support you, pray for you. Um, if, if you need a pastor for something, uh, then if you're listening to this podcast, then, then I'm willing to, um, to provide that for you. So just let us know if there's any way that, that we can support you in, in your faith journey. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay warm and stay safe out there. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.